Hey there, how's it going? Uh, just wanted to give you a quick intro to this special episode 12. Uh, because of the busy weeks that we had, when am I ever not busy? Because of the weeks we had, uh, we weren't able to record together for very long. However, at one point, we were both going to this food convention together. So we did a quick 20 minutes uh, before, the, before we went into the convention. We went and enjoyed ourselves for five or six hours, and we went home. And then the next day, I sat down and recorded a podcast by myself. So what you're about to hear is the beginning, where we're outside rolling a joint before the festival, or convention. And then what you're going to hear after that 20-minute section is my solo podcast section uh, that occurred the day after in the evening. I believe, yes, a girlfriend, the lovely Jean, shows up at some point to talk about male birth control with me. Not whether or not I should get it, but maybe I should. Anyway, it's a good one. I was worried that I wasn't going to be able to talk solo. Or not that I wasn't going to be able to talk, but I was going to run out of things to say, but I actually found that, like, I get I get less opposition or something like that. I'm able to get a, um, almost like I'm able to complete a bit or something like that. I don't know. You'll hear it. It's okay. Just another experiment. Again, if you've been listening to this podcast all the way through, thank you so much for, for listening to us uh, from the beginning. I really appreciate it. I appreciate the emails we've been getting. I appreciate the uh, voice messages left on Anchor that's badass. Uh, we got some special things planned in the coming weeks that we're going to try and get you guys involved in that. So please keep sending your messages. Um, might even throw together a contest as well. So keep an eye out for that. And uh, thank you for listening. So enjoy episode 12 of the Successful Comedy Podcast. Successful comedy podcast. Successful comedy podcast. That's really close to the microphone. (laughs) 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 So we're feeling very giddy because we're about to go into a big uh, food convention. I think we actually mentioned it at the last podcast. We're about to walk in there and walk through it and see what happens. Get a lot of samples. Eat a lot lot of free free food. food, Indeed. And that's why we are shmeeing up right now. Do you need some help? Can you just put your finger right here to hold the paper? Thank you. I hold, I'm holding the paper right now. We found a sort of, but not really, windless spot. Oh, whoa. Just go really quick. 
<laughs> okay. Here joint we go. almost a threw away. Joint surgery here. Yes, but it's uh, it's fine. We're gonna finish me now. There's like I just realized we're oh I just realized we're standing in front of like a like an office. Well, it's the it's the the the, the hospitality worker break room area for all the people that work at their eye. Yeah. And run the little restaurants and cafes and shit. Okay. That's all it is. They don't go for They it. have to work and we are shmeen. Usually it's the way around, so yeah. I don't mind. Anyways, I'm looking forward to this Voraka. Yesterday thing. I ate the biggest, biggest fucking cookie bar. <laughs> oh. Like, I ate a piece like this big. Oh, shit. With a glass of milk. I was like, fuck it. <laughs> Did it feel like a break in your stomach? <laughs> it felt amazing. It was a very nice feeling. Within a couple hours, I was like, I should go to bed. <laughs> and I slept like the dead until uh, until I woke up. Gladly you woke up. Mm. These are all It's people. actually really nice if you want to get a good night's sleep and you have to be up early, eat a fat fucking brownie and go to sleep. Yeah. You will sleep so deeply in those five, six hours. You'll be fine. <laughs> really. Or just eat it very, very uh, early so you sleep early too. Ah, I hate it. When when you're rolling outside in a tough environment, sometimes it's tough to drag afterwards, you know? Oh, man, did you fuck it up? Not, it's not like making black or anything. But okay, cool. I hate those star tips. Fucking happens. It's probably gonna happen. Okay, next day I roll. Okay. Next day I roll. The I don't reason have for it is... You just... Brute? I just shot the entire joint out of the joint. <laughs> It's a good thing I have an entire jar of weed. I just saw you. Well, you know, I often do that. Like, just blow a little bit, and you can get it away from the tippy, you know? So what I did was I just... I, I blew instead of sucking into the joint, and I shot all of the weed and tobacco and cherry out of the joint. Like a rocket. It looked like a magic trick. <laughs> it looked like a magic trick, apparently. The problem with that that, oh, that that suction issue happens when you grind the tobacco with the weed. Yeah. That's what it is. Ooh. Okay, let me do it. Yeah, you do it. Give me weed. <laughs> I don't have any. Really? Yeah, I'm out of stash right now. There you go. Thanks, bro. Nice big jar of weed. Uh, yeah. Pizza. Anyway. <laughs> You know, honestly, if I had bought that weed from a coffee shop, I would be so upset right now. Right? That's I why would I be left. so fucking upset. I'm like, oh, well, you know, my cup runneth over, so no big deal. But, uh. <laughs> if this is your last stuff. If that was my last joint, I would have been fucking picking that up off the ground and eating it. <laughs> oh, yo, 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 Pizza and games. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> Steve's drinking Coke vanilla. I love vanilla Coke. It was one of those things in the States they had it and then they took it away. Here too. And then they brought it back and everyone was like, oh! Hootie hoo! I love that fucking siren noise. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Some people sound like that. Some people can do it really good, yeah. I'm not very good at no, it. No, just when they talk, they just sound like that. <laughs> <laughs> I really wonder what's gonna happen today. I don't know. Do whatever you like. <laughs> you know that song? Yeah. Uh, American Dad. 
the hot tub episode. Yeah, yeah. Shit's stuck in my head today too. Why? I don't know. I saw the episode recently, so every once in a while I'm like, boom, do whatever you like, <laughs> do whatever you, you like. Give me one of them figs. Hot tub <laughs> of love. Truck yeah. bury me. It's a pretty disgusting episode. I love that episode though. It's a good episode. You get some of that spa down to calm it down. <laughs> <laughs> that tub is a mother well. <laughs> oh man, I fucking love that episode. It's one of the best ones in the 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 R and B song that Roger and Steve do. <laughs> Daddy's gone. <laughs> no, we won't. No, we won't. <laughs> the outfit in white. Daddy. Yeah. And, and like, and there's a part where they got their arms open yeah, yeah. in the desert and the wind blowing and stuff, and they got these ripped six packs yeah, and yeah, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Hey, 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 Dad! <laughs> like snaps him out of his daydream and shit. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, Dad! Really one of the best episodes of that show. Or also the one where, where Steve and his friends start a, a boy band and they're singing all those 80s covers and shit. That's fucking so funny. There's a part where he goes up to all those black ladies and he's like, My body all over your body, babe. Your body all over my body, babe. I have a cigarette too. My pack is closed. Or open my pack, either way. Can I take one of your cigarettes? I simply have too many. <laughs> I have a closed pack. I have one hand. Like, Mine's full. Can I use one of yours instead? Want me to do it? I like how that works. You still gave me one, so. Yeah. I want to get this done. You doofus. You want to Is this your first shmee of the day? Yeah. Nice. It is. It is my first of the day. I yeah. hope this one doesn't turn out to be a tar sucker either. Yeah. Or a shooting. It happens every once in a while, you know. Journey. I found that like sometimes you cannot prevent it, actually. There's no preventing it. It's just... Yeah, the I way the joint lays sometimes, or like the tobacco is is and the weed is ground too fine, so it stays too close together, and there's nowhere for the air to travel in between. It just becomes a sticky lump, and then you get tar. There's no way to prevent it. it fucking sucks. But I smoke it anyway. I get my lips all black. <laughs> I don't care. It just means my weed is sticky. Yeah, you still have that. Uh, I sure do. Dippy? Right in my ear. That's, uh, that's good for cycling because we don't have too many. Yeah. I'm gonna do it now, however, what I hate doing is rolling with somebody else's tissue, but... Oh, well, you know. I'll be fine. The circumference is the same. Fuck! No! <laughs> Doink! It's, it's very windy today. It is indeed a bit windy. And it's just a tit bit it's nipply. probably also going into the mic. <laughs> oh, probably going straight into the mic at all times, yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah, so if you're if you've already turned this off, then you're not hearing. Then this. you're not hearing this, and uh, I fucked your mother, and she's a big fat cunt. She has a big fat cunt. She too. has a big fat cunt because she is a big fat cunt. Funny how that works. You oh, say like dogs. A big fat cunt. Dogs always uh, look like their owners, and the same goes with a vagina and a dick. They also <laughs> look like their owners. <laughs> If you see a tall, very skinny dude, you can you can know he's a pencil dick. <laughs> or if you see a meaty woman, she got some meat flaps. What about me? I mean, you're not super tall nor super skinny, so 
I don't. I I honestly don't. Like I don't mean to about toot my own thing. horn, but I am a bit of an anomaly. Ugh. Yeah, I'm okay, sorry. Okay, sure. You you hinted this to me many times over the years, and I know. Okay, you have a big cock. Oh, it's I don't have like this gigantic swinging man, man dingo fucking <laughs> fucking two liter bottle or anything, but a two liter bottle with the little thing at the butt. Okay. <laughs> yeah, with the little screw cap at the end. <laughs> Shake it up and unscrew. But no. I got a teeny tiny tiny no. <laughs> okay. Anyways. Well, you know my roots are Polish and Hungarian, you know. Well, that doesn't say anything. Sure it does. Does it? Sure it does, absolutely. Eastern Europeans have swingers. They do. Like, all of them. Even, like, unless they're, like, really fucking short, most Eastern European dudes have swingers. Okay. They got bats. They got a legit bat. A legit bat? Okay. Why do you think I go to Czech Republic every year? Yeah, why do you think Sarah goes to Czech Republic yeah. every year? <laughs> Tattooed and triple teamed, though, once a year. Woo, spit roasting all summer long. No, it's not spit roast, it's airtight. <laughs> all Air- holes. All holes. All holes filled with hard cock, volume two. Any goal is a goal. Okay, this is not gonna work out, but I'm still trying. Well, I should have brought one of my little pipes. Yeah. No, I got the this uh, Buda Jongen's uh, filter pipe. That's what, it's the, fucking nice. The black one? No, silver. And it's got uh, a reusable filter, carbon filter in it, and it holds like 0.2 of a gram in a little canister, and you refill it. It's very nice, and it's a smoke stopper, too, so you can smoke it in concerts. I got it for free at the Cannabis Festival uh, last year. And uh, it's been very useful. I've been using the fuck out of it. It's really nice. It's this whole, I don't know, really cool system. Something they kind of invented with a pipe company. But apparently they didn't sell like crazy because most people out here smoke joints. Yeah. And they're not going further with the promotion and, and selling of it. Basically, you have these little canisters, these little round canister, and you unscrew it and you can pack your weed in there, screw it in, and then put it in the pipe and then screw a little cap on top of that. And <coughs> you can get a bunch of these little canisters and preload them. Mm-hmm. So you just have these little fucking bullets ready to load into the chamber and hit them. You know, it's very nice. You don't have to, like, pack weed or anything at a concert or something. Uh, what they were going to do was sell these packages with, like, 10 or 20 preloaded canisters of, preloaded. All, of, yeah, of all the different weed that they sell at nice. Booyong. So I would trust them, too, how they weigh it as well. Um, but they... It didn't market really well, and they're not making those preloaded canisters, unfortunately. Like, they had the concept, and they were trying it, basically. It was a trial thing, and it didn't it didn't sell, like, hotcakes like they wanted it to, so they're not gonna, they're not gonna go on with it, unfortunately. But I have one of these pipes, and you can't get them anywhere, so that's kind of nice. Uh, I admit, I, I, uh, I'm bummed out about it, too, because I actually went to Buryongans, like, three or four times, asking, do you have those canisters yet? Do you have the canisters yet? Oh, so they didn't do it and at eventually, all. And eventually, they're like, yeah, we decided to discontinue the concept and stuff, but, you know, awesome that you have a pipe, you know. It's too bad. It would have been cool. I think it would have been great for the tourists, too, who don't, uh, want to roll J's and stuff like that, because you get a lot of those here. I was hanging with an American, uh, and his wife, uh, he was someone who... Um, buys records off the record label I work for and he was in, in Amsterdam and he was like hey let's meet up let's yeah. go to a coffee shop so I, I did with, with my girlfriend yeah, but, uh, and all they they had was like pipes and stuff like that and they don't know how to roll joints and when we went and got weed they asked if I could roll them a pure joint and stuff because they don't and normally when they're in the states they vape too so like when 
and it's a different high they described to me. They said with vaporizing, if you smoke really good weed out of a vaporizer, you get ultra high, but then at some point it just goes away, and you don't feel like that residual stone afterwards. Yeah, that's, that's from the tobacco usually. It's it's from all the stuff that's in the weed. And all the stuff, yeah. It's in the because they smoke pure joints over there. Yeah. So if you smoke a pure joint, you get groggy afterwards too. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. this is just the THC and none of the chlorophylls and other chemical compounds that are in the the leaf. So after it's done, you're just sober again. And I was like, oh, that's cool, I guess, but I'd rather just, like, be stoned, right? Wouldn't you? <laughs> like, I, I would rather, I like that stone effect afterwards and shit. So I rolled them a pure joint, and they smoked that. They were fucked. They had to go straight back to their hotel afterwards. Like, within 20 minutes afterwards, like, we gotta get back. Yeah, because <laughs> the weed here is nuclear at times. Yeah, but those people are from, like, Colorado or some shit, so they got... But still, it's the whole, it's the, the whole experience, the if whole you take a look thing. At the, if you take a look at the THC percentages of the, of the average weed that you buy at the dispensaries where it's legal in the States now, they got Amsterdam beat. Hardcore. Yeah, but listen. Hardcore. Really. I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking... The, the weed is strong here. You cannot argue me on that. Sure, of course Maybe, it's strong, but it's... Wait, it's, let, me, let me finish. But the, it's the whole setting in general. Like, they're in a different country. Yeah, they're on sure. holiday. They maybe ate something different, too. Yeah. And there they, they maybe get this very, very strong weed, but they do it at home or at a party with their friends or something yeah. like that. And it's just here, a lot of times, I've, that's why people... Uh, uh, Tourists go crazy many times on weed here yeah. because it's the whole thing. It's, it's all coming to them. All of it, and also the boozing and everything like and that. And the booze, yeah, there. and and some dumb fuckers truffles also, yeah, like truffles. That. Well, it doesn't mean you're dumb if you want to try truffles. That's yeah, it's a good thing to do, but do it responsibly. Yeah, don't drink and, and don't smoke get drunk and, and be like, let's do truffles, dude. <laughs> that's 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 a recipe for disaster. That's Adam stuff. Adam? Oh yeah, teamwork for my friends. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good episode. It is. Because the way they sit in front of that surfer and laughing and watching the surfer, the oh, boots yeah. and, the, and the lights, it's just so accurate. <laughs> very accurate. Catherine Zeta-Jones. <laughs> oh, she has in track me and Sean Connery. Oh, <laughs> We watched that show way too much. Way too much. Nice. And I haven't watched it in years, but it's Me either. still up it's, there. Well, no, actually, last year I went through the series with my girlfriend because she had never seen it and she actually really liked the show. Nice. But she didn't love it, but she was like, they're adorable. I guess they are. They are adorable. Yeah. Now here's a guy just pissing in the bush at the ride. Nice. So, convention center. Convention. I'm excited. Experience. <laughs> Together. Together. Family. Family. Oh, what else can we quote today? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're quoting those things now. Horikafa. Oh, fuck. Next year is going to be 2020, which is yeah. a big deal because 2020, you know, it's like... Two of the same number next to each other. What is time, anyway? Well, just That's what I end up thinking every New Year's, because I'm usually really fucked up, so I'm just like, what is time? I remember, like, last year, well, not this most recent last year, but the last last year, 27 to 2018, I was tripping on acid for, for New Year's, and midnight rolled along, and my girlfriend and I were just like, eh, what is time, anyway? Like, yeah. we're just like, oh, it's midnight in 30 seconds, and then we're just kind of like, Oh, right. <laughs> what are seconds? Like, yeah. every second is a different time for me right now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it didn't really matter. It's like, oh, it's midnight. Oh, I guess we should guess or something. Okay, okay, let's go back to tripping. Ooh, look at the fireworks. Uh. <laughs> yeah. 
It's a, it's, a, it's a fun thing to do on New Year's, take acid. It completely fucks up your sense of time, so you end up having this, like, <laughs> look at all these fools with their yeah. <laughs> counting down. All these sheeple. Back where I come from, it's not the next year for another seven hours. Fools. <laughs> you just live here still in the time zone where you were born. Yeah. <laughs> that would be so funny if you would still be that guy. It took me like two months to like get really? onto this time zone. Yeah, yeah it really did. Because also, like, yeah, if you move to another country, I'd like to see you do it better than me too. Because it was, uh, it wasn't easy. No, it was it these is things hard. like you start to get into it and you start to get on the right time, and then one day you stay up late and you get right back into it. Yeah. Right back into waking up at four o'clock. Because that's 9 a.m. where I'm from, you yeah, know, yeah. And right back to waking up at 4 p.m. And like, what the fuck? And in the winter, you're waking up and it's nighttime already. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> How long did I sleep? Yeah. Fucking hell. It's, uh, jet lag is a bitch. Yeah, it is. I can't imagine, like, the jet lag of, like, flying somewhere and you finally get used to it and then you go back to the States. God yeah. damn. And then you have it again. Well, I had that when I went to Australia. That was fucked up. Yeah. Same thing, that you wake up at weird times where you get very tired in the middle of the day that yeah. you get groggy and sleepy like you're about to go to yeah, bed. Yeah, exactly. And then I got used to it and then we went back. But What helps is the excitement easier. of being on vacation. That yeah, it's a whole thing. Through. It's a whole extra uh, adrenaline rush you have the whole time. But when you move to a place, you have boring days, so... Yeah, exactly. I had a lot of trouble adjusting. It's like a lazy teenager for a couple months there. Sorry, I ate this joint. Yeah, thanks. It's, it's a real problem of mine that I just, without, yeah, okay, sorry. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you roll joints like a Buddhist making sushi. You take like an hour and like pray over every step that you do and shit like that. Sometimes like, hey, let's roll a joint. Like a half hour later, you're finally closing. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> That's why I, For someone who smokes as many joints as you do, I'm surprised you're able to fit in so many in a day with the amount of time it takes you to roll. <laughs> yeah, that is true. No, but your joints always come out good, though. So that's why you do it. Like, And also for me, like, 99% of the time the joints are fine. When I have problems, it's when I'm doing shit like this, standing and rolling in the wind and yeah. stuff. Half the time it's good, the other half it's it's uh, tar. Yeah. Nothing you can do about it. Um, yeah, well, I've been rolling joints in this very vicinity of this place we're staying now in high school and stuff. In the, in the wind. Did you go over there or the something rain. at the Aero no, I, I went, I don't want to say the school oh, I went okay. to. Uh, it doesn't matter to <laughs> Actually, me. I, I know. did go to the Erosé before it was in this location. Oh, okay. It was in another location previously for a few years, actually. Erosé is kind of like a deadbeat person. Yeah, exactly. That's the school for the kids who are going to go learn a trade or something, yeah, an electrician or something. I was completely, yeah. I, I don't want to sound cocky, but it was completely under my... That's not cocky. If you go people. into a school and you realize that they're not teaching what you expected, yeah. And, and that's why I slacked off a lot. A lot. Of course. And I had already jobs, like like internships at the place I wanted to work at, it, at in the future. So I was basically at work all the time and not at school. And then at some point, uh, shit went down with my family. I had some personal issues and I talked about it with some uh, counselor there. Yeah. But apparently that counselor, I later found out, was going through his own personal problems. And which resulted with him having a shouting fit at me in his office. What? I was uh, like 18 or 17 years old at the time. He had a shouting fit and like saying very, very hurtful stuff. I blocked out of it a lot because it was, it was very traumatized wow. to be honest. Because nowadays I would never go yeah, to a concert right. anymore. Like, fuck them. <laughs> they have yeah. problems too. How is a troubled human being going <coughs> to help another troubled human being? My high school guidance, guidance counselor was probably the most worthless person in that building. 
I remember him. He was, his name was Mr. Bank. He was a really Jewish guy, which is really funny because he's Jewish and his last name is Bank. Yeah. <laughs> Making bank. It's like, his name is like Smooley Dollar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this guy, uh, he sucked. He really sucked because he would actually, he's one of those guys that like he tries to find troubled teens and then fix them and stuff, but more, 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 more or less he just reports you to somebody and then you end up getting in trouble for something that wasn't even anything. Um, we had this friend who had Tourette's. Me and my friend Zach. He, he had, uh, this, this, it's okay. Uh, me and my friend had, uh, a friend who had Tourette's. And his name was Joe. He's really fucking cool. He didn't have a ton of friends because he was a little odd, of course, but we liked him just fine. He mostly had visual tics, like, like, tilting his head. Not much saying stuff. Every once in a while he would, though. But he also, because he was a little silly and strange, he had a lot of made-up words and weird things and stuff and jokes and random things, and it was just funny to us. Yeah. And we got his humor. Well, he had this word called Zoobie, which is Z-H-O-U-B-I, with, like, weird umlauts and things over it. Like, a really, yeah, Z-H-O-U-B-I, and we got it, me and my friend Zach got obsessed with this and thought it was funny. We were writing it on the back of our notebooks and shit. This fucking guidance counselor got us in trouble saying it was a racial slur against Jews. What? Because it's like Juby. And I was like, first of all, I didn't know that Juby was a racial slur against Jews. I didn't even know that was a thing. But I, I'm pretty sure he just made it up in his yeah, head. He just, like, he, he got to that point on his own. We got in big fucking trouble over it and, like, talked about it and stuff. And they had a long talk with us. And, and afterwards, we didn't really get in trouble. But it was just, like, afterwards, they're looking at us like, hmm... You guys are anti-Semitic, aren't you? Yeah, what the fuck? What's up with that? They try to find trouble where there is none. Um, there was... Me and him were developing a comic book when we were in high school together. And it was very, like, fantasy, Dungeons and Dragons, animal people who can talk and stuff like that, fighting their ways, stop evil, that, you know, whatever. Yeah. We're teenagers doing stupid shit. Yeah, they cool. took away our notebooks because we had drawn swords and stuff like that but it's like yeah it's they're fighting dragons what do you fight a dragon with <laughs> fucking words vacuum, like, vacuum yeah like and... what do you fight them with a pencil or something like the, the pen mightier than the sword <laughs> no in the case of fighting a dragon the sword is definitely mightier than the pen and uh they took it away from us we had a notebook that was filled with all these concept weapons that we had drawn for the characters because we also had the idea to make a video game too and like these are all the weapons they would use as they progress up their levels and shit you find them in treasure chests and shit they took that away from us as if like we were planning to build weapons and like just come into school with a bunch of swords and shit like that and just like <laughs> like fucking genji or something That's and yeah shit they took that book away from us we never got it back Wow. It was like a full spiral notebook completely filled with all these concepts. And now drawings. there's Game of Thrones. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, now there's now all that shit is so mainstream now and everything. But before we were those creepy weirdos who we were yeah, doing yeah. that, yeah, you know? This is a weird place to say this, but maybe we should go to the thing. Yeah, well, let's just finish this J and. It's uh, only three hours left. Yeah, okay. Well, we're going to cut it off here. <laughs> maybe we'll do a little bit later. I'll, I'll probably just addendum this to our other podcast. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'll, we'll hear from you later. So maybe this isn't episode 11. Or maybe it is. I don't know. Okay. We'll see, see you later. Bye. Bye. Sometimes I feel like I don't belong. Completely out of place. I'm from some other planet or another time and space. Everybody in the world's in on the joke except for me. I'm a stranger to myself and even to my family. I must be from another land somewhere far beyond the sea. 
It ain't nothing like New Jersey, but not unlike Tennessee. Where am I from? Where should I be? My purpose in this life is still a mystery to me. Why am I here? I should don't know. If I knew Tuesday, January 8th, 2019. How you all doing? Happy New Year to everybody. Happy holidays. Belated holidays. It's a busy Christmas season for me. Super late on uploading all these episodes, but, you know, hey, they still get recorded. They get recorded, then they sit on my phone for a while, and then eventually they end up on the computer, and then I edit them, and then they end up on on uh, Google and whatnot. Uh, fuck. Anyway, I wanted to record another one. This is, I guess, what you would call episode 11 or 12 or what. I don't know. We'll figure it out once I upload all the back episodes. There's 10 and 11 to upload, actually. And, uh, yeah, this will be number 12. Okay. Really interesting. How the hell are you doing? Oh, I'll tell you how I'm doing. I'm fucking exhausted. Uh, I had a very busy week this week, uh, and it's only Tuesday. Uh, starting on Monday, or yesterday, I was up at 6 o'clock in the morning to go to work, uh, and I begged my boss to get off early because I had been invited uh, through the co-host, Nicoline, uh, who is a part owner of a restaurant, uh, they were invited through a distributor, uh, to this convention that happens every year here in Amsterdam called Horeca Fa, which is, Horeca is the Dutch word for hospitality and, like, you know, food service kind of stuff. So it is a massive convention, several hundred square meters of, uh, Everything you could imagine for restaurants and food supply and uh, distrib like distribution, uh, big uh, what is I, I'm, the words that are coming to my mind first are Dutch words, even though Dutch isn't my first language. But using it would be very useless right now. Um, just basically all these distributors that make all these products. Like if you had like, it was actually a bit disenchanting though because you'll go to a restaurant like a you know, a snack bar or something, and they'll have some really kick-ass looking unique burger there, and you're like, wow, that's some cool burger they invented, I think I'll eat that, but then when I went to this convention, I saw all those items, like, wait a minute, these guys aren't original at all, they just literally go to these distributors who make gourmet burgers, but they're frozen and ready to go and stuff like that, all you have to do is add the bread and the sauce, and uh, then, then you have uh, your special gourmet burger or something you name after your restaurant, but really it's just some pre-made frozen thing that comes in boxes comes in boxes of 32 you know it was very disenchanting for me but at the same time i had an amazing time over there holy shit um it was several hundred square meters as i said so it's just uh if you if you're familiar with uh the convention center in amsterdam it's called the rye and it is this massive fucking building it's really huge i mean you'll get exhausted walking through the whole thing but i mean room after room after room of vendors, uh, there was an entire hall just for Italian food, an entire hall just for Dutch food, an entire hall just for French cuisine, an entire hall just for hardware, like stoves and pots and pans and all these innovative new ways of cooking and massive line deep fryers and stuff like that, and things you can like flash fry a cow in 30 seconds and like all this crazy shit, everything all the way down to like food trucks that you can buy, like a car showroom. Um, it, it's, oh, actually, <laughs> you know, it was really funny going around this uh, place, when I made it to the part with all the food trucks and stuff, there's a section with all the delivery bicycles that have the food boxes on the back, and it was 
all Asian people, just all Asian people <laughs> checking out the, the delivery bicycles for the Chinese food delivery. I found that a little bit funny. I don't know why. I don't know. I don't know. I guess I'm inherently racist a little bit or something, but only in like the silly stereotypes. Mm. Delight my day here. But what else? Um, basically, what we had done, we had we had done was in uh, over the course of like four or five hours. We went in the afternoon. Over the course of four or five hours, we wandered this whole place taking free samples, uh, and we had these business uh, badges on and stuff. So it says that you're a business owner. So people immediately just run up to you and start being like, "Here, try this. Oh, let me give you my sales pitch." I just told them that I was a food blogger. I've never done anything of the sort. But I just said I was a food blogger, and that apparently is the magic voids uh, for for a, a convention like this because they are excited to have people with uh, good search engine results to just do reviews on their cheese or some shit like that. So I got a lot of offers. <laughs> so I think I might actually just start a food blog because a lot of these people were just like, if you write uh, an article about our stuff, we'll give you your food for free and all this other shit. Like they're just like offering me free things or like go to our restaurants where we have the, um, this one guy invented a certain kind of point of sale system where people use iPads at the table to order food. Kind of like there's still a waiter involved, but in it's used for mainly for ordering drinks and stuff to increase turnover and in how many refills people get and stuff. And I thought it was an interesting system. Uh, so I was like, oh yeah, I'm a food blogger and I love, uh, new dining experiences and stuff. And he was like, I have five restaurants in Amsterdam, come and eat at them. If you write about it, I'll give you all of those, I'll refund all of your meals. And so I'm like, holy shit, maybe I should start a food blog. Maybe a podcast is the wrong way to go. I should just <laughs> start blogging about food instead or make a food podcast to go around along with a food blog. I don't know. We'll see what happens. It might be something that I do. You know, just to join the new millennium there. Oh, my God. What else? Uh, another thing that had made me really... had really uh, taken up a lot of my time in the last week was... Uh, oh, I picked up a video game again. If you don't know me, uh, you don't know this about me, but I used to be a huge gamer when I was a teenager, and then as I got older and got more responsibilities, I kind of just like fell off the wagon. I don't have a PlayStation 4 yet. I should, but I don't. I have a PS3 and a PS Vita. So I'm a little bit behind on the console game and stuff, and I don't buy fancy PCs, so I'll never be a PC gamer either. I'll never say never, but I don't fucking have the... I don't want to invest in a gaming PC. It's ridiculous. And most of the games on PC I don't really like. Uh, the PC-exclusive games. But I had gotten into this game, uh, Persona. Maybe you've heard of it. I won't give any spoilers, because I'm at the end of Persona 4. And, uh, I, I think in the past week I put, like, 90 hours into this fucking game. I don't know. I feel bad. But, I don't know, it's one of those moments where, like, oh, let me just, like, do one more thing in this game. Let me just go do this before I save. And the next thing you know, three hours went by. And, and it just over and over and over again, because shit's really addictive. But, <laughs> it's such a weird fucking game, because it's like you're a Japanese high school student. And suddenly you find that you can climb inside your TV and access another world where 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 uh, there's murders happening or something like that, and, and like people are going missing in your world, and then suddenly you see them on TV on this special TV channel at midnight, and then a few days later they're found dead somewhere, like hanging from a telephone pole or something. Um, and you kind of find out that you can climb into the TV. You go over there and you realize that you can actually rescue those people, so you start gathering people, and the people that you rescue end up becoming on your team as well and stuff, because they go to school with you. 
And then so there's like this whole RPG battle aspect of it. But then on the other side of it, this is the ridiculous side, it's like a Japanese um, daily life simulator. So you're a Japanese high school student and you have uh, school studies to take care of, part-time jobs, uh, tutoring, um, going to the gym, meeting and hanging out with friends. And all of these things have like bars that need to be filled. Like everyone has a ranking of how much they like you or how close you guys are as friends and stuff. So it's, and then also like you could fuck everybody in the game too, but you have to do it through story. You can't just go up and tap X to fuck. You have to like get them to love you. And then, but then you can also like, cause the game is actually really sociopathic. You can actually just like get every girl in the game to fall in love with you. Your teacher, everybody, just, just every single character you can interact with. You can make them fall in love with you and enter a romantic relationship and stuff. And they don't go too far. It's not graphic. But the dialogue is... It definitely tells you what's going on. It's, it's really ridiculous. I can't believe I've put so much time into it. But they're really addicting games. And it's uh, a lot of fun. The music is ridiculously good. <laughs> the music is so good. It's like this weird like Japanese acid jazz. But they're singing in English. So the English is really broken. <laughs> it's so funny. It's really good shit though. I, I really enjoy it. But anyway, Hortica I saw so much weird shit at this Hortica convention, at this uh, food convention. There was... I saw uh, a man who had invented a 3D food printer where they were printing all these, like, designs out of, like, gelatinized pumpkin or or something else. Like, all these, like, basically these things that they turn into liquid mixed with some sort of uh, vegan gelatin-type thing or a cornstarch or something to get it to solidify, and they were drawing it into shapes. Like, not just flat things, actual 3D things, like how you would do with a 3D printer. Um, the things that it would make are a little bit weaker because it's made of a gelatinized thing, so you couldn't make, like, a Eiffel Tower or something out of carrot gelatin, but you, you're able to make these, like, things are a few centimeters high and stuff and have designed squares, circles, and you know, pyramid shapes and little 3D things. That's it's very interesting. It was fun to watch. like, super relaxing and satisfying to watch it print food. Uh, <laughs> Lini was really... She felt really stupid because she thought at first, like, wow, we finally made it to the point where we're, like, replicating food. Like, she actually thought that it meant, like, it was printing food out of thin air, like, or, like, you start with this plastic material and it become, becomes something edible or something, which she didn't realize. It's, like, you have to actually, like, make the food and then put it into the syringe apparatus that injects it into the onto the plate. <laughs> so, no, we haven't figured out, like, food replicators yet. It's just a thing that squirts the food in a weird shape, you know? <laughs> oh, my God. Um, there was a point where uh, we were like, oh, we want to get really high, so we decided to try and leave the convention hall. But apparently when we got in, I didn't get a, a ticket checked. I just walked in. Like, she had two tickets, but mine didn't get checked. She, They just checked her ticket, and she got her badge and stuff, and I walked in with nothing. And the guy didn't do anything to me. He didn't care. And I talked to another person when we were going to go outside to smoke, and he's like, if you go outside, you can't come back in. Why not? Well, because you don't have a badge. Oh, uh, but we have two tickets. So we went this whole fucking thing. He's talking about, like, oh, people are giving away their badges and stuff like that and handing them out to other people and stuff when they get out, and we're trying to prevent that, so that's the reason. They make people show IDs or something, and I don't know. But anyway, in the end, uh, we got the second ticket scan, and I got my badge. And at first, nobody in the convention hall was talking to us. We did a round through, we did a lap through the whole thing, 
like in a half hour and like got zero free samples. We're like, what the fuck? I put the badges on. And suddenly people are approaching us and like flirting with us and shit. I'm like, hey, are you staying here? Wow, great. Hey, look, here's some Italian food that we're trying to sell. <laughs> you fucking bitch. At first I'm like, still got it. Oh wait, she's trying to. Okay, she's trying to sell some jarred artichokes. <laughs> and I had to, I had to choke down these jarred artichokes as well <laughs> because I was trying to be polite, like going to get these samples. Not everything is a sample you want to fucking try. Like these gigantic fucking jars of artichokes that are soaked in a vinegar and oil solution or something like that. And she pulls it out with a toothpick. I'm like, here, try this. You're gonna love it. And I eat it, and it's like, oh, it just tastes like a smushy kind of puke. Uh, which of course I didn't say that to her. I was like, oh yeah, these are great. Yeah, let me take your business card. Oh, this is great. <laughs> never never contact these people again, but, uh, hmm. what else, oh, so there was this, this, this point when we finally started getting people handing us food, we found our way to, like, the snack bar section, it's all the fast food and everything like that, and I mean, every fast food place you can imagine had, like, a stall there, and they're giving out all their new products and stuff, like, everything, Heinz, Baskin Robbins, uh, all the Dutch croquette companies, like, croquettes are, are a huge, uh, it's a huge traditional food in the Netherlands. It's like these fried balls uh, of crunchy. Inside is a filling of like a ragu with beef or veal or chicken or satay or, you know, peanut sauce or something. Like all these different kinds of things inside it. It's like a squishy stuff inside a crispy ball. It's these deep fried things. And, oh, those are bitter ball actually. They also have croquettes, which are the same thing except longer. So these things are kind of a delicacy in the Netherlands. People... This is kind of like a go-to snack, or if you want to have for lunch or something, you just get one of these inside a piece of bread. Uh, but we tried all the best, most legendary companies uh, that make these things. So we were going back and forth to all the different Bitterball stands, and they don't care if you keep coming up and grabbing more. So we just kept going. And, like I got so full off of fried food yesterday, it was unbelievable. And it was also the best stuff in the city, really hands down the best stuff in the city that you can get as far as croquettes. And normally when you go and buy these at their shops, they're very expensive. I must have eaten like 100 euros worth of croquettes yesterday. It was amazing. And <laughs> uh, <clears throat> then there was all these ice cream bars and stuff where they're showing off their ice cream apparatuses and stuff, these dispensers, slushy machines. Then there was a whole entire hall just dedicated to beer. So within seven minutes, I was pissed drunk because I don't drink, but I was going to drink a bunch of free beers and stuff. So I had all these like strong beers, like uh, triples and blondes and stuff like that, uh, seven, eight, nine percent alcohol and stuff. I just like chugged like three or four of these and stuff. By the time I made it out of the hall into the next thing, I was buzzed as fuck. I was already stoned too. And then just quickly swigging these things before I was even, before I had eaten all the croquettes and shit. It was basically, <laughs> what we did was we got super drunk. It got a little bit drunk, and then it was like, oh, man, I want some fried food. So we go to the fast food section and just completely destroyed it, ate everything over there, and then went back to the alcohol section again to get more booze. <laughs> Step outside with our beers, have a joint while drinking free beer, run back inside and, and do one last lap. It was like 5.30, the thing closes at 6. We're literally running through this thing, grabbing all the free samples we can, <laughs> acting interested, and be like, oh, okay, thanks, bye. <laughs> bye. Man, that is really funny. Let me tell you something. You want to have a really great free meal, go into a food convention and pretend like you're a business owner. They will give you the sales pitch. They're not asking for proof that you're a business. They don't want your business card. They'll give you their business card, and you act like you're really interested, and they will just feed you. I had I had yesterday uh, quite a few mouthfuls of what was voted uh, in a national contest the best cheese in Italy. It was like something that was partially sponsored by their government. <laughs> it's like the best cheese in Italy. I tried... 
all of their cheeses from that company, and it was, I had never tasted anything like it in my entire fucking life, let me tell you that. Uh, to all my, all, all the listeners who are stateside, I highly recommend you come to Europe to try the food. It's a world apart from, from everything else. It, it really is. It's a world apart. The food here is just so fucking delicious, you know? Uh, and it's and it's a lot of stuff that you, at first you're like, oh, I heard of this, like Wiener Schnitzel. I think at first I thought Wiener Schnitzel was like a hot dog or something like that, but it turns out it's like a pork cutlet that's breaded and deep fried. Oh my God, is it delicious. And they got like special sauces for them and stuff. And if you want a nice sausage as well in Germany they have the way they sell you you can buy sausages off the street there it's fucking crazy there's vendors everywhere and they have these sausages and they give it to you with the tiniest piece of bread you've ever seen and then they wedge this massive like foot long or foot and a half long sausage that's also like three inches thick this huge sausage on a tiny piece of bread that barely serves as like a little handle and then they cover it with curry powder and sauce and onions and all this other shit oh it's so amazing so good gotta have it that's so fucking good, oh my god. I know I'm just repeating myself, but just thinking about all these delicious foods, I'm losing my mind. I haven't had dinner yet today. I gotta, I'm gonna finish up this podcast and then immediately go cook dinner. Ah, what did I read in the news today? What did I read in the news today? Oh yeah, I saw something really, really interesting. My children, let me tell you about what I saw today as, as I vamp and try and Get my uh, iPad open. Okay. Check this out. This was sent to me earlier today. Male birth control pill passes a safety test. Oh, by the way, I fucking hate this. I went to sciencenews.org, and it gives a big pop-up. It's like, donate and subscribe to us today. And there's a big blue button that says, yes, I would like to donate and subscribe. And underneath it, there's a small little link that you can click to say no. And it says, no thanks. I don't feel like supporting science information is important. Oh, okay, yeah. Or how about just, I don't feel like paying you so I can read this little fucking article that you posted for free on the internet, okay? I really hate what the internet has become, honestly, and I'm going to touch on that a little more in a bit. A once-daily capsule safely suppressed reproductive hormones in men, making it an appealing candidate for a male birth control pill, according to a small study. Oh, fuck. I have a feeling this is like one of those misleading articles or something like that, because, you know, to be fair, I did absolutely zero research on this, you know, as I usually am wanting to do. After about a month of treatment, a new prototype pill called Demand... Dim, well, okay, let's try this. Dim, dimethandrolone undecanoate, or DMAU. DMAU. DMAU has reduced levels of hormones, including testosterone, that are necessary for sperm production. During that time, none of the 83 men who completed the treatment suffered troubling symptoms that can arise with a dramatic drop in testosterone. Uh, researchers reported at March 18th uh, at the Endocrine Society's annual meeting. So I guess it was last year. Yeah, this, I guess it's from a magazine article published in April 14th, 2018, but I guess there's a slight follow-up on it here. Uh, Scientists have been working on a male contraceptive for decades, uh, says Monica Labranda, a a reproductive endocrinologist at the Ann and Robert H. Lurie Children's Hospital of Chicago, who was not involved in the research. DMAO shows great promise. Surveys show that many men are interested in forms of contraception besides condoms and vasectomies, she says, and men would prefer a pill. Other methods, including topical gels, are also being developed. Oh, God, that's horrible. Just, like, rub this gel all over your balls every day. 
This sounds horrible. I mean, it would be interesting if it was like a styling gel, so you can like style your pubes and it also like prevents you from having a baby. That'd be nice. Like, yeah, check me out. I got like the little mohawk, you know, faux hawk, you know, you can like uh, bring it down, make it look nice when you go to church, but when you go out to party, you can like use the re- anti-conception gel to make up that little mohawk on your pubes. Hormonal contraception works for men as much, much as it does for women by manipulating levels of certain hormones so that the body backs off on making its own. Which is interesting, though, because I see that there's no negative effect. Sorry about that. I just had, like, this book right in front of the microphone, and I slapped the paper. It was probably very loud. What I find interesting is that they said there's absolutely no negative effects in the 83 people that did this study over several months. However, for basically every form of birth control uh, for women, they are all different, and every woman reacts differently to them, and there's almost it, almost always at least one negative side effect to all of them, and this one is reporting that there were zero, like no negative, uh, no horrible testosterone drops, although they didn't, it hasn't said yet, though. Well, let's see, let's see. Hormonal contraception manipulates levels of certain hormones so the body backs off on making its own. In men, extra testosterone suppresses the brain's release of luteinizing hormone and follicle-stimulating hormone, which stops testicles from making testosterone as well as sperm. Follicle-stimulating hormone. So wait, it's going to suppress the release of follicle-stimulating hormones. This is, what it seems like to me is that it might eventually just make you go fucking bald. I wonder how many people would rather just have illegitimate children and a full head of hair or a responsible sexual life and be bald. Might want to do a survey of that. <laughs> anyway. Once the treatment ends, the body goes back to producing reproductive hormones and fertility returns. But testosterone doesn't stay in the blood very long, making a single dose less likely to work for con- contraception, and an ex- excess of hormone can damage the liver. Demao, which becomes an active compound called dimethandrolone in the body, is designed to avoid these issues, the researchers say. Three different doses of Demao were tested. The men on the highest dose experienced uh, a precipitous fall in luteinizing hormone, follicle-stimulating hormone, and testosterone from taking just one pill for 28 days. Uh, These low levels are known to prevent sperm development. As for side effects, the men overall gained a small amount of weight, saw a drop in their good, high-density cholesterol levels. Low testosterone levels can lead to a loss of sexual drive and function, but only eight men out of the, what, 89 I said it, I think it was, uh, reported having a lowered sex drive while on the pill. Blood tests indicated that the pill hadn't affected the liver. Now, to be fair, this has only gone on for... Uh, one month? Yeah, uh, a one-month treatment or something like that? They've only tested it for a month, so they can't really say what's going to happen 10 years down the road if this shit makes you blind your balls fall off and your fucking nose starts bleeding constantly for the rest of your life or something like that who knows as for the side effects uh yeah they gain a small amount of weight uh the pill the blood tests in a month indicate the pill doesn't affect the liver the researchers will soon launch a three-month clinical study to test sperm counts in men taking the drug if those results are good the pill will be tested by couples as contraception developing such products for men is important in preventing unplanned pregnancies says co-author arthur theodrumalai an endocrinologist at the university of washington medical center in seattle it's hard to solve a problem when you essentially exclude half of the world's population from doing anything about it that is kind of true although people can just kind of like you know, keep your dick in your pants for like fucking five minutes as well. I mean, I don't know. 
I th- sometimes I think, like, is it really that hard to not have illegitimate children? I mean, come on. To not have a bunch of kids. I, I know I have quite a few friends that probably would have benefited greatly from this pill. Uh, case in point, one of my good friends, before I came to Amsterdam 10 years ago, I had a really good friend. We worked together at the same place. We made music together. We gamed together like almost every day. Uh, and also on the day that I left for uh, that I was going that I was packing to leave for Amsterdam, he showed up with a goodbye present in the form of uh, a big bag of magic mushrooms enough for both of us. So we spent the whole day tripping balls and packing for me to go to Amsterdam, and that was really bizarre. That was a very very interesting way of packing. <laughs> but anyway, this guy. Uh, he was actually originally planning on coming with me to Amsterdam, and that would have been awesome because we would have been a great tag team. But he got a girlfriend in the last month, and he decided, you know what, I want to stay because I really like this girl. And to be fair, the lady was kind of a cunt. She wasn't that nice. She's just some weird teenager girl. Uh, we were all we were all in our early twenties at the time, I guess. Uh, she was just this strange kind of girl, and uh, find out that she's like adopted and has a very psycho mom, and the dad can't ha- the adopted father can't handle the mom and stuff like that. She's a very very crazy lady, and he falls in love with her, and then uh, by the time I made it to Amsterdam, like a few months later, he's like, oh, we're pregnant, and he's having a kid, and then from that point, they get married. No, I forgot to point this out. She ballooned to an unstoppable size. Once they became settled in as boyfriend and girlfriend, she just, like, tripled in size, which is like, okay, you know, it's her body, her rights, and everything like that, but, like, I'm pretty sure that wasn't the deal that he went in on. So he's in, like, this kind of a big fucking mess with this really wild chick. Like, actually, I I believe that she made him block me on Facebook because I haven't spoken to him in years, and we used to be on really great terms, and then one day he just vanished off of the Internet... I never heard from him again. I'm pretty sure his his ball and chain is preventing that or something. She must have snuck into his Facebook and read our conversations and stuff because I was telling him, when he told me, he's like, oh, man, we're pregnant, I said, do yourself a favor and flush it out (laughs) because he's, like, 23 he's going to have a baby and he has, like, a part-time job at a grocery store and his girlfriend doesn't work at all and she's, like, mentally uh, uh, disturbed and shit like that on medication and shit. It's like, oh, this is a big fucking mess. I mean, it's not really my place to say, but turns out I was fucking right because like one day later he messaged me he's like, "Oh, you're I, I wish oh, I wish I went to Amsterdam with you instead of staying here." Holy shit. And maybe that was just something he said at the time or something cuz he was mad or they just got done with the fight or something and he was just venting. I don't know. But uh I don't know what's up with that. What's interesting is my friend is gone from my Facebook but his wife is still a friend of mine on Facebook, so she's, like, keeping tabs on me, I guess, or something. I don't know, but she won't let me talk to him. It's kind of interesting and weird. But that's what happens when you have a baby when you're 20. Uh, by the way, I'm out on the balcony right now. My girlfriend wants to come out and smoke. So that's what you're hearing right now. Uh, how are you, dear? I'm good. Wonderful. The lovely Jean is now here with us. Yay. I was just talking about the male birth control pill. Yes, I'm very, very for that. Of course, and I think any woman should be, because they're like, ha, finally, about time. But the article was very funny to me, because it said some shit like, okay, they tested it for a month, Mm -hmm. and they're like, blood tests show there's no negative effects on the liver. Okay, so it didn't make your liver explode instantly, but what about when you use it for like 10 years? 
It also yeah. stops oh. hair follicle uh, stimulation hormones. So there's also a good chance that you're eventually just going to go bald in a I, weird way, patchy bald from this. I understand that. And Gaining weight was a was an issue. Do, do you know what the side effects are for female pills, birth control pills? I'm well aware of them because I have had girlfriends before. <laughs> so it's, yeah, I'm aware of it. Severe depression. Uh, yeah. Gaining weight. But okay, but it's, uh, to be fair, not all of these symptoms are for every birth control pill or for every person. It just depends on the pill no. or the or the I'm not pill, but it depends on the method and the person. But, no, but so I, the symptoms include. Those yeah, things. I know, but those those are very common, and yeah. Uh, those got tested horribly because it was years and years ago, of yeah. course, that they uh, got on the market, and um, not until quite recently. You know what they what they they also. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> not until quite recently they really figured out the effects of this all. And right. I'm not saying last year, but right. in the last ten years that all got to place. But yeah. I'm happy that uh, they're doing this many tests on it because I've I've read articles about the male birth control pill before this article said they've been it, at it for 20 years trying to get yeah. this to work like it's not just oh forget it no, not, no, no, it was no, not no. this double standard but, thing but it's just the they reason, can't get it to work the reason it wasn't on the market before is because it had those side effects that the female birth control also has with depression right. and weight gain right and good for the guys it's not going straight to the market yeah. and it's actually getting improved before yeah. All of you are using it for 10 years and then finding it out. Yeah, but also it's another thing is like when they, the way that, the way that trial and approval of medications, new medications works now is much different than how it worked in the 60s when they came up with, with female contraception. Yes. It's a whole different thing. So it's not purely a double standard. There's, I'm not saying there's no double standard because there's definitely a bit of a double standard. They were quicker to let it go. They didn't try that hard, <laughs> you know? And apparently this was done by a small study. It wasn't like some massive thing. Like, and But apparently from what, what I'm reading is that it seems like it's harder to stop sperm from happening than it is to stop eggs from dropping. And, and at the same time, it was more necessary for women in that time to get something to control their bodies yeah. with. Because up till that point, it was mostly men having to use a condom yeah. And they, they had suck. no way. Nobody likes condoms. <laughs> women had no way to control that. So yeah, I'm very happy that even though yeah. it wasn't perfected then, it did yeah. come to the market. Yeah, it's it's time. it's a cool thing. Yeah, it is a cool thing. And pretty much any prescription medication has side effects, negative side effects. Of course. And a lot of them are the exact same things that birth control have. Like also the same with the quitting smoking medication and stuff. Most of those things come with depression stuff, or they they come mixed in with antidepressants, kind of yes. cocktailed in there as well. Because apparently you want to kill yourself, <laughs> because it just apparently like just raw that pill that stops you from wanting to smoke without any extra additives. It just makes you so sad that something that gave you joy, or something that used to give you a serotonin boost or something, is now creating a dysphoric feeling, and that makes your overall mentality a bit dysphoric. So they had to add the Wellbutrin effect to it as yeah, well. Yeah, well, I want to correct you a little bit on that it's not the pill that makes you stop smoking that causes depression depression is actually a side effect of quitting oh, nicotine smoking. withdrawal yes ah, right not everyone has it everyone responds differently yeah, it's to in it. different ways yeah but a lot of people have said that they just cried while trying to stop smoking yeah. i have that too i become so emotional yeah yeah. And uh, those those pills to quit smoking, well. <laughs> yeah, you're smart, but you but you didn't finish the whole program though. That's the no, thing. No, they made me sick. 
Yeah, they made you, but they're but they make you sick. That's the point of them, though, is they make you sick. No, no, they're supposed to make you sick when you smoke. Mm. But I wasn't smoking anymore, and every time I just took one of those pills for three hours, I just felt like I was gonna vomit any yeah, second. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's six hours of your day just trying not to vomit. It is a, it is a poison, though. But but it worked. It totally worked for you for a while. Yes. It totally worked. And then something environmental or just work and stuff like that made you start smoking again like you would have a cigarette or a couple puffs here and there yeah i saw it happen like you took a puff from mine you're like ew gross but then the next day you had two puffs yeah. you know like that it was a slow thing the next thing you know you had a pack it was but a, it was a while though you were off it for a while like a few months few months yeah like and you quit almost cold turkey after being a basically a pack a day or more smoker yeah without any effort and it really... was called chumpix by the way chumpix i didn't want to smoke at all yeah, uh, I was surprised. I was very surprised, and I felt a little alone. But then, but then it was actually okay. It's like it's a thing I do, and it didn't really bother you that I smoked, or you didn't make it an issue or anything. And also, did you see that like when, when you're not smoking, I barely smoke cigarettes. I smoke a lot. Though. Did you see that though? Like a pack lasts me like a week, and sometimes I'll buy two packs in a week. But I didn't smoke the two packs. I bought mm-hmm. a I bought a pack, and the pack's almost done on Friday, so I get a new one. You know. So, like, I'm, I'm a, and most of my cigarettes go into joints, you know, most of them. Like, at work, I'll have a cigarette break, one or two, sometimes. Sometimes just one. Like, today I had one when I was biking to get food. But, uh, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm not so, in, you know, I don't love cigarettes anymore. I don't either. Like, I don't, it doesn't give me the pleasure it used to. Like, ah, nice smoke. Now it's just like, ugh, better have a cigarette. Now it's just like a thing that I do, you know, just like a like a habit that I do with my hands. I feel bad every time I buy a pack. Yeah? Yeah. I don't, because for me, I use it mostly for joints. In Europe, it's a really common thing to mix tobacco with your weed. Uh, in the States, everyone smokes pure. At least on the, the North American content in general, they, they just, they smoke it pure. Uh, yeah. Mixing with tobacco is weird for them. Like, uh, my dad, like, was like why would you do that you're ruining it and stuff I'm like what are you talking about like i'm getting super high but i'm not coughing my lungs out and crying and stuff like that like from smoking a bong or something like i'm actually it's, it it is i don't taste the tobacco that's an interesting thing you don't taste a cigarette you don't taste weed you taste an entirely new third flavor that tastes mostly like weed but with something else but when they mix together those two it doesn't taste like a cigarette you know it doesn't taste yeah. like smoking a cigarette it's a whole different thing and I really, I enjoy it, because in the States, I used to smoke a pipe or something, or a bowl, and then afterwards, immediately afterwards, have a cigarette, because it also kind of enhances it, take a little extra puffs of something without oxygen in it, and you're even more high, you know? <laughs> it kind of, that's basically the effect of it, you know, that's basically it. Um, and I used to do that all the time, but now it's, uh, having it mixed with both, is it's like a stimulant, but also relaxing. It's interesting. I really like it. But anyway, back on the male birth control. It's a cool thing. What they they showed, though, like, the article is like, oh, male, male birth... The, the title's a little misleading. Well, I guess not, because it says, like, successful trials and stuff. But the trial is literally a month, 89 people, and, uh, uh, yeah. And, that, that, and, you know, they just... They only tested for certain things, and they didn't test it against, like, go fuck and see if it works. What they're... It, of course, they, they make people jizz in a jar and check and they if test their sperm. Alive. Yeah, they test their sperm levels, exactly. They test their sperm counts. But apparently, what they're doing next, they're going to start this year a three-month trial, 
with uh, more people. And then, pending the results of that, then they're going to start doing couples after that. So they're almost there. They're heading there. That sounds good. Yeah, so they're actually heading forward with it. I think it's fucking awesome. I I'm think it's really cool. I'm very happy about that. Also because... But you have a birth control that works really well for Yeah, you. yeah. But uh, I think as, as a woman, it's quite hard to figure out what birth control... Uh, really works for you because they yeah. all have different hormones and everything affects you have to have a good different. reproductive health doctor and they will help you find the one that's best for you and do blood tests and yeah. find out things that are like well not, e- not even blood tests you just have to try it and then you figure out if you feel good or oh, not no, but they've also found ways that they can test your blood because they've they've done studies of like okay x amount of people feel this way when they take this p- pill then they tried this and they felt this way well they recorded that data too because then they're narrowing down like types yeah. They're, they're trying to narrow it down to, like, let's say, 15 different or 20 different archetypes of, of female and how they would commonly... It's not, like, dead set, but commonly respond. Like, there's a really good chance that this one's going to be fantastic for you. Let's try this first. So they do do that. We are going to have such a boom in STDs as soon as those pills are really out. Probably. But I'm very happy, though, because, uh, unfortunately, I have talked to some crazy women that thought it was a good plan to get a guy by getting pregnant. Yeah. Yeah, I can't believe that that's still a thing, but you know the, you know what I've found? It's like, you, the most of the people that do that are uh, of a certain type of people, and I'm not talking about race or religion or anything like that, although that could be talked about, but what I mean is, like, it's like a certain upbringing. It's yeah. a certain upbringing, and, like, given, given, given told that mentality by their parents, or from, you know what I mean? Like, you need to marry yourself a good man, you know, that sort of thing. And then they, they get so stuck on that, they're like, well, I'm just doing all means necessary, you know, yeah. any means necessary. And that's, that shit's fucked up. And also, fucking dumb plan, if you take a look at how many deadbeat dads there are out there, if you think having a kid is going to make a guy stick around, there's a guy we talked about <laughs> in our last podcast who has three kids from three different mothers, and he sleeps in a bunker in the in the Amsterdam Bosch. Oh, it's the shit. Amsterdam Forest. It's like a giant park here in Amsterdam in the south by the Olympic Stadium. And it's a really big park, and apparently there's all these old World War II bunkers and stuff, but they're not, like, full bunkers. They're mostly dismantled. They got, like, two walls or something like that and no roof. It's just, like, the remnants of it as a historical landmark. And apparently he's dug a hole underneath one, underneath the concrete slab that he crawls in, and he's able to, like, sit like this, like, like with his knees and his chest like this and sleep like this in the hole. And he's filled it filled it with a tarp and stuff like that. He's been doing this for years, honey. I oh, let me Oh, let me tell you this. Let me tell you about this guy. We decided to call him Rick. Uh, <laughs> Poor people already heard it. That's okay. That's okay. They'll, they'll hear it again and and hear someone else's reaction to it because this is fucking ridiculous. And, and okay, so he's a he's a guy from London. He's like I'd say he's uh got to be forty by now. A little 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 fucking firecracker angry guy. Loves his coke. Did kung fu and stuff like that. Considers himself a black belt and all this oh stuff. And he's God. like he knows everything. He's like the darts master. No one can oh play darts God. better than me. I know everything about football. Da, 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 da. And he's one of those British guys. Every time he talks, he says he says right at the end of his sentence, right. And then what he does, right, is okay, right. And then he says right, right. He's one of these guys. <laughs> so fucking annoying. I wanna oh I wanna hit this guy, but I'm afraid he actually knows kung fu and he's not full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> because he also is he's known to get into big fucking fights too like in bars and shit like that like so he's this he's this weird guy that uh an ex of mine used to work with right and he came over to right. one of our, yeah right and he came over to one of our house parties right and and uh 
<laughs> You're going to get stuck saying that word after every sentence. Right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, but then through that, he met my other roommates. Okay? And one of my roommates, one of these Dutch guys, really took a shine to him, and they end up becoming really good friends. Because, like, the other guy, he's really like him, except, like, he has a job and shit like that. But he's a guy who, like, drinks way too much every day after he gets home from work, just drinks himself into oblivion every night, and then wakes up hungover and goes to work with a red nose and shit like that. And he's he's one year older than me, you know? And, and it's just, he's one of these guys. Uh, like, uh, I'll go into that guy later, but with off podcast because I think you would love that story too he's such a cock but um, he ended up becoming friends with Rick and so he would invite him to the house all the fucking time so now we just suddenly have this guy in the house so he got fired from that job that he had with my ex at the time it was at uh, somewhere over here at one of these big offices because uh, the boss or supervisor told him that he did a bunch of things wrong and he just said why don't you fuck off you fucking cunt right and he basically he was oh he, he fucking he flipped desks and shit and threw a fucking fit in the middle of an office. You know, like, oh, nobody God. has ever seen... The, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very sure that something like that has never happened in that building. You know what I mean? Like, it's... People don't act like that in office. Like, this guy was fucking nuts. Okay, like, he went off hard. because He was really into coke, basically, is, you know. So he's just got a temper problem. He's one of those guys. Yeah. And he's also super short. Super short guy who's really into coke and can talk about how good he is at kung fu and shit like that. Oh, he's horrible. Uh, so, but this guy is like he is like a cancer. He is like napalm or cancer or something. It just spreads and infects and like it just gets to more parts of your life and stuff like that. So eventually, like he like because he was coming over to the house all the time, he starts seeing me coming home from work and he sees that I have bags from the restaurant that I worked at with with uh, the co-host with Lini. At her restaurant, I used to work there, by the way, listeners, uh, many years ago. Um, he would see me come home with that stuff, and then he figured out, oh, that he works at this Greek restaurant. Then he started showing up there oh, all no. the fucking time. And I had already told the owners of that place stories about him, and we had good laughs about that. And then afterwards, and I would look at him, that's fucking him! <laughs> it was the guy! And he's like, what, him? What? Oh, my God! And then suddenly <laughs> he's coming in every week to get pitas, and then he starts bringing his dates in to get pitas and shit like that, you know? Oh, no. And he was dating this lady that looked like she was 10 years older than him, uh, like this old-ass lady, Dutch lady, and he was staying at her house, and, like, uh, it's it's a whole fucked-up thing. It was in a previous episode, like, he was just basically using her hardcore and, and, and fucking the shit out of her, too, at the same time. Like, really, like, he, he would tell me when he was drunk, like, how much he's into, like, sex where he beats the shit out of the girl while doing it and stuff, and... This kind of shit. So he only he said he only gets with girls with daddy issues because they like that kind of shit. This guy's a fucking dick. I hate this guy. And and at first it was like this guy's just gross. I don't really like this guy. And there was a point where I started to hate him is when he was like telling me in a joking, laughing matter, fucking sociopath about how he has three kids back in London from three different chicks. They're all like a couple years apart and stuff like that. It has absolutely nothing to do with any of their lives whatsoever. Meanwhile, over here. In, in Amsterdam, where he was, he had that job, and he had an apartment with a couple other roommates who also worked at the same place. Because he lost that job, then they couldn't afford the rent anymore. They all had to go, basically, because of him. Because they couldn't get up the money in time and shit like that. And he didn't have any savings whatsoever, so there was no, you know, I guess none of them did. But at least they all had jobs, you know. So that wasn't working. And they were they were renting from a company, not from a guy who would be like, all right, I'll give you a week. You know, they're renting from a company, and they're like, well, your contract's up, and if this is what your shit's like, then we're not going to renew your contract. Goodbye. And they got screwed because of him. And he ended up uh, storing all of his shit in our basement. And he ended up 
instead of trying to f- find a new job and find an apartment and stuff like that and just pick himself up and just try again and stuff, he decided, I'm just going to start stocking up on camping supplies and I'm going to live in the woods in Amsterdam and around the city and stuff, like a nomad, he basically, you know, like a squatter, but instead of, uh, bec- but he's too much of an asshole to ever get into one of those communities that, uh, he's, that he has to just go camp like a hobo in the woods. He's taken us around before, back a few years ago, showing us, like, his little campsites that he did, where, like, he buried all of his stuff under this spot, and he knows which tree it is, and he had made, like, this... Like, he found this this downed tree that he had, like, thrown a tarp over and stretched it out, so he has, like, a little tent-type situation and shit, and he sleeps out there. And this was in, like, you know, October, November, you know? Like, this, you're planning on doing this, dude? Like, what the fuck? Winter is coming. That's why we scrambled and found another apartment. <laughs> you know, like, winter is coming, dude. Why, you're insane. This is not a way you want to live whatsoever. Oh you know, meanwhile, he has plenty of family. I've seen him on Facebook, his family constantly pleading at him to come home. And he leaves that shit on his wall and ignores it and shit, too, and just leaves it there. He's, he's psycho, this guy. Yeah, and so when I found out about the three kids thing, that's when I lost all respect for him. Because at first it was like, oh, he's a guy with a temper, and he's like, he just decided to realize his, his minuses and just live in the woods and shit like that. And then it, then it dawned on me, he's like, oh, this guy's running from something in England, hardcore. Like, he's avoiding... Uh, mandatory child support or something over there is some shit like this more like more likely and that's why he isn't registered here probably because he started getting letters and stuff like that because they found his ass and he just he's not registered anywhere he's and then i found out from from lini that he's still doing this like she has him on facebook so i've blocked him years ago because i just couldn't tired of his shit and i just don't want him to know anything about my life because he would creep in and message me every once in a while you know but she said that he posted photos of this hole he dug in the Amsterdam forest and uh, all this other shit and, and all his family is replying like are you okay like please come home you know all this kind of shit you know uh, poor family yeah poor family this guy is a sociopath nutcase with he's just uh, this guy is fucking horrible he's really really horrible fucking terrible dude yeah I can't stand him but yeah I, I, anyone who leaves a kid behind uh, I can't wait till Brexit is finalized and shit and they start looking for his ass and come get him my, my initial thought was that I should just report that guy. Get screenshots of his uh, post on Facebook and then just hand that to the police and be like, yeah, this guy has not been registered in years. He is avoiding child support in England, which is, I guess, is an international crime. I don't know. Maybe not. <laughs> Probably not because he's still here. But uh, he hasn't registered in years and stuff, and he's just squatting in, in forests here. He will get arrested on his own. That's He'll get arrested on his own at some point. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah, I'm just like, so, so, but so screw this guy. That's why I was thinking of reporting him because like, wouldn't that wouldn't that just be nice? Because this guy keeps getting away with shit all the fucking time too. He would just get away with it. You know why? Because he doesn't live anywhere. He's not held accountable for anything. So he just goes and hides in the forest and some shit like that. You know, just a creepy dude. Yeah, it will catch up to him yeah. at some point. Well, I'm sure it's catch up, caught up to him many, many fucking times. What he needs is go to fucking prison. He needs, or he needs to get taken, dragged back to England and face whatever the fuck it is he's avoiding. You know, that's that's what it is. Yeah. And it's probably for the best that he's not in those kids' lives. Probably, yeah. But but they're also probably not better off because of it either. But definitely this guy should have used the male birth control. This guy's a perfect candidate for yes. male birth control. Start him on Boom. a trial now. Boom. But then you're going to have all these guys thinking that they got the golden ticket and they're just going to go around date raping all day. Oh, like, shit. Just get a prescription for fentanyl and then a prescription for no, the male birth no. control pill and you're good to go. <laughs> it's still got your DNA in it, right? 
It's, I guess. It's got cells of you. But it's if just you, no, not uh, reproductive. Yeah, but if you fucking knock somebody out and rape them while they're unconscious and shit like that, they're not going to fucking find you. Yeah, well, uh, the birth control pill is not going to change whether or not he's going to do that. If they're going to get a DNA test and stuff, shit, they have to, like... It, even if he get all the, got all those women pregnant, he's going to maybe date rape. He would yeah. not care. He's definitely one of those kind of guys, though. 100% for a sure. Date rape guy. Yeah. For sure, yeah. he's one of those guys that would get a girl blasted, like, blind drunk and drag her home and fuck her, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Make her limp home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you for that uplifting story. Yeah. Um, Thanks for stopping by. <laughs> Good luck. Man. I'm going to move on to my dumbass dad next. That's on the list. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Have fun. Where do I start? Uh, I guess I should start with my dad has the same exact name as me or I guess I should say I have the same exact name as my dad and you know there's of course like you know third and fourth and all that other junior that kind of crap and stuff involved in it and stuff so it's not like we have the exact same name but we basically do oh my lady was just signaling to me that she's gonna make coffee she's the best but uh so um I had made, actually posted on my Facebook wall uh, about, I don't know why I still use Facebook, by the way, I don't fucking know, I'm gonna, I'm, I feel like I'm going to get off there at some point, I'm just going to, I'm just going to close my account and, and tell people who I need to contact to just find me elsewhere, because <sighs> I'm just getting sick of it, everyone has like some sort of political platform on something, even when I'm just trying to post about like a joke I saw at the, at the food convention, like, I said, for example, I, I posted a, I posted a picture of uh, one of these stalls that said Oriental food, you know, and I was like, Oriental, wow, I, I've never seen the word Oriental in such huge letters before in my life, you know, I just, I just made a little just joking post, like, should I, is, is it okay to say Oriental still or not? I'm not sure. I thought this was like the, the Asian equivalent of using colored to refer to black people. And I said, I wanted to ask an Asian to find out, but there weren't any at the stall. My joke was, not only did they use the word Oriental, there were absolutely no Asians involved in that in that uh, food production company. It was just all, like, white Dutch people making Asian food and stuff. Like, it said, like, traditional Asian food. It's like, okay, maybe, but I don't know. I guess, I guess your upbringing and race doesn't mean you can't make authentic food or something like that. But, you know... It was just cracking a joke. That's all it was. And then it got turned into this. All this stuff I'm, like, backtracking and talking about now. It got turned into this. Like, people made responses like, oh, there's no rule book on what you're have to, what you allowed to say or not to say. And I'm thinking, like, yes, there fucking is. Like, there absolutely is. Because a lot of people are getting in trouble for things they're saying and stuff. And there's definitely some sort of, like, Twitter tribunal that fucking chops people's heads off for saying the wrong thing. Or if or something they say is misconstrued as wrong, then they're just screwed. There is a, a rule book for that. So someone posted me a paragraph. Someone I don't even actually know in real life. What's up with that as well? Like, I don't know. At least on Facebook. I, I want to cut that down to only people I know. But there's a lot of people uh, that I don't actually know on my Facebook because of the uh, social media work that I do for uh, one of my jobs. So they start to find out that, oh, he's the guy that works at that place. So they add me just because they want to get more info about the, the music that, we, that our company releases and stuff like that. But whatever. That's fine. But it's starting to become more of a burden than it is something entertaining for me. Um, it's, it, this guy posted a paragraph on my wall about, yeah, about 
nomenclature and what you can and cannot say and stuff like that. And another guy posted like, oh, say whatever the fuck you want. Da, 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 da. So I had like opposing viewpoints there and I saw an argument about to happen already. And I'm just like, God damn it. I was like, and another and another guy made a completely different post saying like, oh, I think I've eaten that food before. It's actually all right. You know, this kind of thing, you know, but, but the thing was like, it all got, nobody got what I was saying. Nobody got that what I was doing as a joke. And maybe I should just, like, shape up my comedy and kind of round out my writing a little bit more before I make a post, because obviously the joke didn't hit home as easily as it should have. I don't know, because it was, the concept I had was simple, but it got turned into, like, what you can and cannot say as a literal discussion. Like, people are going to have this discussion with me on my board, on my wall or something. Which, God damn it, man. Can I just, ah, oh, fuck it. That really annoys the shit out of me. I used to be able to make jokes on Facebook, and it was a lot of fun. I don't really use Facebook for anything serious or talking about causes or things that offend me and all this other crap like a lot of people use or pictures of my family or vacations I went on and stuff. I don't do that shit. I just, like, post funny pictures or things that I see around the city, like, look at this stupid shit. You know, shit like this. You know, like, that's the kind of humor I really like is just uh, absurd stuff that is actually seen by your own eyes in real life and then and then just kind of turning around and reporting it to an audience. And, you know, I'm not I'm not a stand-up comedian. I don't have a built-in audience, but I do have, like, family and friends and stuff like that. And then, so, yeah, I just start posting around and stuff and people see what I've, what I've posted and I get some likes and I get to see if, like, what I'm posting is actually in any way funny or something. But I think I can, I can better do this on another website than Facebook because now it's just people are wanting to have these weird debates with me and I, I have no opinion about this whatsoever. Fucking politics. I was just making a joke, man. God damn. Now, I think, I think, uh, now more than ever, comedy is, uh, one of the harder jobs to do. Like, to actually, uh, be successful in doing because a lot of people are just gonna immediately take an analytical look at everything you say instead of just suspending disbelief and laughing at your stupid joke, you know? Anyway, back to my dad. I made another post on Facebook, yeah? And this one's dad-related, I guess. It was about the male birth control. There was that article I saw. I thought this was interesting. I was so excited about it. Like, wow, male BCs are coming. This is fucking dope. I just hit the share button and said, cool, with three exclamation points. Like, check this out, you know? Some of my friends are like, oh, badass, and, you know, and whatever, and it got the proper response. But then my dad chimes in, and the only thing he says was, population control, plain and simple, get with the agenda. Yeah, my dad's a fucking conspiracy theorist, but this is only something that's developed in his life as of late. Like, he used to be kind of a Bible thumper, although not overtly religious, but he would always have those talks of, like, you know, God is watching, you know, that kind of stuff. He's not, like, a churchgoer, but he does believe in, like, the superstitious aspect of God and, and heaven and stuff like that. But I guess he's not really into that anymore, and now he's into, you know shape-shifting reptilians, which I'm into on an entertainment basis, but my dad is actually what he calls research, and what I call looking at YouTube videos at 3 in the morning of people who have, live in their mom's basement and are just compiling a bunch of anecdotal evidence that they find on the internet um, and come up with some wild conspiracy theory. For a while there, my dad was really into the flat earth theory, and at that point it was just like, I just... I don't know what to say about this guy anymore. Like, come on. I mean, I love my parents very much, but, like, having my dad on Facebook is, like, I think it's more stressful than other people. Like, I see people who are memeing about having their uh, uh, family on Facebook and these dumb conversations they have with their parents that are actually kind of cute and silly and stuff like that. But with my dad, it's like he always wants to have these conversations or, or he'll just send me a message at, like, 3 in the morning. Granted, we're in different time zones and he forgets that a lot. So he'll drop a message to me at 3 in the morning. My phone is like, bang, and I'm like, what the fuck? And I look at it, and he's like, check it out. Do the research. Look this up. Straw man. Taxes are illegal. And then it's like, <laughs> like what? 
dude, I don't pay American taxes. I don't. <laughs> this has nothing to do with me. I, I live in Europe. <laughs> you know, this is a uh, nonsense. You know, I, I, I don't care. Basically, you know, it, it, long and short of it is, I just don't give a fuck. You know, I'm into conspiracies uh, anecdotally. Like, for fun, did you hear about this one? Did you hear about that one? Chemtrails. Like, I like to, I like to see, like, how is it bullshit? Let's see why it's bullshit. You know, like, that's interesting to me. And, and I find some conspiracy theories end up being plausible and stuff. I'm just like, yeah, maybe. Maybe. But uh, the best I can do with that information of conspiracy theories that don't actually get, like, especially the wilder ones, like uh, alien ones. And like Not that I don't believe in aliens, but I don't believe most people's accounts of aliens. That's for sure. I think if they're around, they're definitely uh, smart enough to not be encountered by a fucking redneck. <laughs> if interstellar travel and shit like that, and uh, coming and visiting other planets and shit, I'm pretty sure they're not heading over to fucking Alabama to go probe some guy's anus. Do you think that maybe these people have just like dementia from doing too much meth? <laughs> and like <laughs> did a bunch of meth. His buddy raped them kind of albino kid with a hoodie on white hoodie he thinks he got raped by an alien because his 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 vision was all fucking fish-eyed <laughs> he thought he saw an alien but it was really his jeff <laughs> with a crack pipe in his mouth he thought it was like a glowing wand or something me and, and then he ends up going to some uh going to alex jones and be like with his detailed account of uh, how he's abducted and, and anally probed by an alien but it was really his buddy fucking him in the ass in the shed with Christmas lights hanging up that he ended up thinking were like sophisticated instruments and lights flashing. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's a good bit in there somewhere. I'm gonna have to listen back to this one. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, my dad's chimed in about this, this, uh, <laughs> this like population control, plain and simple. And I'm thinking like, my my comment was like, Dad, can you please uh change your name if you're gonna be posting shit like this on my wall? Because basically it's like, you know my full name is commenting on my own wall, and then oftentimes he'll also hit like or the ha-ha button on his own posts after he posts it, like, that'll get it started, you know? <laughs> Jesus Christ, man, you're not supposed to, like, advertise your own post by clicking like on it. It looks so desperate when you do that. And then I started saying something, my, my, my reply was this, like, yeah, can you not say this shit on my wall? Come on. And besides, uh, Population control is a good thing because uh, we already have enough fucking people on this planet and no way to feed all these people. We have so many starving people and no ways to feed them. And a big problem is it is people just keep having babies, and that's not. And population control is fine. Eugenics is not fine. You know, genocide is not fine. Population control is quite all right. Here comes my girlfriend with my coffee. Coffee, oh. sir. Why, thank you, madam. That first sip of coffee at 7 o'clock at night. It's a wonderful thing. Anyway. <laughs> okay, so, uh, I told him that, yeah, this isn't population control. This is contraception. This is, I don't want my 17-year-old daughter having kids, or I want to be able to draw an equal line in terms of responsibility for having children and stuff. Why do women have to be the only people to do this? And uh, like, like my girlfriend brought up, and that's actually quite true. Why do they have to be the only ones to do that? They should have this, this pill. And the only reason they haven't had it is, yeah, it's, they say that it's also like, like what she said, that they just didn't put enough interest in it. They just dropped it. But apparently according to this article, they've been working on it for like 20 years. 
but that means that they only started it in the 80s or something like that. Once population boom started to become an actual problem, overpopulation, that's a huge problem that we face all the fucking time. My dad said, like, oh, you're going to notice that if you live in the city, it's going to seem like there's too many people, but if you go out to the country, there's all this open space. But the thing is, there's nothing there. Yeah, if, if you want those people to go fucking live like, uh, like Rick, then yeah, you can do that. And on, on, on the other hand, no, you can't, because those places are all owned properties. You have all that wide open space, but several hundred acres of land, each spot is owned by a different dude and his farm and shit like that. So no, it's not open space for everyone to just fucking have. And this place is owned by government, other places like that, and yeah, there's some negative aspects to that as well, but you can visit there, you can go to those places, all you gotta do is play the fucking game. That's the thing. You can live in Western society, but you gotta play the fucking game. And people act like they're trapped, but they're really not. When I was a teenager, I thought I was trapped in this country, there's a tyrannical government masquerading as democracy, which might in some way be true, but it's mostly on their international policies, how they act tyr tyrannical. Uh, as far as America goes, it's, it's, a, it's an okay place to live. I think uh, the biggest problem that's made is, is, is the way other people treat each other. The actual people who live there treating each other, like, on a person-to-person -person basis, not talking about politics or anything like that. That's the issue. And another issue is fucking overpopulation. There's too many fucking people in general. Not too many Mexicans, not too many blacks, not too many white people, too many people in general. There's probably way too many Asians. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, let that... Let that drop for a minute there in silence. But the thing is, contraception is a really great idea. I don't think I'm making any waves or, or groundbreaking statements by saying this either. So calling it population control, calling birth control population control is, is, is kind of... That's an iffy way of putting it. That's almost like making it seem like it's eugenics or they're putting something in the water or against our will or something. Like, this is someone willingly doing this, like saying, like, I want to enjoy life in Western society, which is we are not hyper-religious and only have sex to make children and stuff. People have casual sex out here, so they want to do that responsibly and not have a bunch of children or one child to ruin their life when they're more career-focused and stuff, and maybe they don't want to bring another child into this world because they're unhappy. Like, that's another thing. Hey, Dad, if you think if you think this world is so fucking horrible and shit like that, isn't birth control a fucking great thing? Because then you're not going to bring any children into this horrible fucking place. Like, that's another thing. You ever notice that all these people who are really into conspiracy theories and shit like that, they often have a lot of kids... Or they have none whatsoever, and they still live in their fucking parents' basement. That's that's the thing. Like these are people that are just angry. These people are just angry. They're completely disenchanted by the system because they feel they've been let down by the system. And so they, what they try and do to help make sense of their world is they come up with a lot of wild conspiracies that might start on something that's quite factual, but then they take it completely offhand and ten, off into a tangent into outer space, literally and figuratively. And then it starts to be like, yeah, okay, well, how does this fucking apply to me? What the hell am I supposed to do about it like this? If any of these things are true, the only thing that's going to stop it is like a massive uprising. Everybody take arms and fucking take down the government. It's the only way that's going to get fixed. But guess what? It's not going to fix it either. Because you can, everyone can like decide to live peacefully and everything like that and live in harmony and dismantle all the governments and everything like that. And then everyone lives peacefully and we can, we can get along and, and everything. No, it doesn't work like that. You know why? Because that plan doesn't work. Because you, you forgot about sociopaths. You forgot about psychopaths. You forgot about those people. They still exist. Do you think they're going to get along with that? No. They're not going to keep going with that shit. Those are going to be the next people to take power because sociopaths and people with, with certain types of brains, they're obsessed with power. It gets them hard. 
he gives them a big fucking hard on when they find out that they're gonna ha- they're gonna be the next person to rule the world and shit. That's that's exactly why the people do it. That's why they kill people to do it. They're sociopathic. They have no conscience, and they have an obsession with power, because they fear repercussion. So if you're the most powerful person, you don't have to worry about repercussions. I mean, there's examples of what I'm saying all over the place. So yeah, just deciding we can all live in peace and harmony isn't going to fucking work. It doesn't exactly work like that. In fact, it doesn't work like that at all. Unfortunately. It would be nice. I would love that. The the whole hippie mentality where everyone just starts living in peace. It, someone's going to, you're going to, you know, you're going to have the whole hippie culture and stuff, but you still had Charles Manson, you know? You still had uh, Mark David Chapman, you know? You, you still had... Uh, you, you still had a ton of fucking uh, hardcore drug addicts and shit like that, you know? It, it, it wasn't all sunshine, lollipops, and good times. Sunshine, lollipops, and crack pipes, lots of speed. <laughs> Every drug you could imagine at the same time. <laughs> uh, fuck. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, yeah. So my dad's an idiot. Is actually, like, going off about birth control and how it's, like, a psychotic method, but, like, I can tell you firsthand right now, I was not a planned child, like, I was, like, my mom was a teenage mother, and my dad was a, uh, a clip older than her, <laughs> to put it mildly, a clip older than her, and, uh, I said to him, I was like, uh, you said, think about it this way, uh, you know, if, if, if I thought this way about birth control, male birth control, you wouldn't be here, and I was like, the reason why I am here is because you guys didn't think. <laughs> yeah, you guys not thinking about birth control and shit like that is how I got here. And he said, trust me, we thought about it. What's there to think about? You take birth control or you don't, or you use a condom or you don't. When he said they thought about it, I was like, whether or not to have to, whether or not to abort me. Okay, you thought about it, but yeah, it's a little bit after the fact, though, isn't it, Dad? <laughs> it's a little bit after the fact. Anyway, this was like starting to get in a direction that I didn't want, so... I just, like, changed my Facebook name a little bit so it differentiates from him so people don't think that I'm posting conspiracy shit on my own wall and commenting to myself about it because it's kind of ridiculous. And, uh... Then I deleted that whole comment thread because, like, I don't just... This, this, none of this needs to even be here. Let's just, let's just drop this, you know? Fucking hell. Like, this is exactly why I was starting to hate Facebook. Like, everybody's on edge over there back in the States, and they're all venting on Facebook. And it seems like they're all venting at me. Like, anytime I make a post about something silly, then it turns into something political or someone unfriends me, which is, fine, go away. Like, if you don't like what I post, then we're probably not going to enjoy actually talking to each other in real life either, so you might as well unfriend me. That's fine. I think most people should run their profile that way. I don't know. I think, you know what, you know what? Don't you think that people that have, like, those celebrity profiles on Facebook, like the ones who are just, like, uh, they're kind of, like, Instagram famous, but on Facebook, like, the people that have thousands and thousands of followers on Facebook just for posting on Facebook, I think that's a little sad. Like, I actually see a little bit more clout in being Instagram famous than, like, the people who are Facebook famous. It seems like the, it's like the Kmart version. <laughs> the Kmart version of, uh, of Instagram famous. I'm Facebook famous. <laughs> I'm big in Japan. Uh, yeah. Fucking hell. But, uh, yeah, I think that's all I got for right now. I'll move back a little bit later and record a little more once I get another pile of things to, to talk about, and then I'll dump it down on a whole whole episode. I might, I might just do this, because we also did like a 15-minute spot before, uh, before the food convention. 
<laughs> where I fucking shot the joint out of my mouth. Like, I actually shot the contents of the joint out of the tube of the joint. Like, I was... It was, it was too tightly packed, so I was just trying to blow a little bit into the joint to get some space between the filter and the and the, and the the weed. And what happened was the whole entire thing just shot out like a torpedo into the rain. <laughs> I'm so glad I grow my own weed, otherwise I would have been so sad if that was like part of a 20-year-old gram of weed or something. And Oh my god. But that was okay. That was a really funny thing. I'm really glad we got that on, audio, on, on recording. <laughs> ah... Oh, you know what? No, fuck it. There's one more thing I wanted to do. Hold on a second. I'm going to pause. All right, I'm back. What I wanted to do was, I think I'm going to start doing this thing. uh, I'm just stealing it from, like, about 50 other podcasts, but everyone seems to do it and put their own little spin on it, so I'm going to just try it out right now. I was like, yeah, so why not not every time just to fill up a few minutes, just uh, go down the list of celebrity birthdays of today? So, here we go. Today's birthdays. This is kind of interesting, actually. Elvis Presley. Uh, the king of rock and roll, the king of cultural appropriation, woo! No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Actually, that's not true about Elvis. He's not cultural appropriation. Um, I've heard a lot of black musicians say that they are, they love Elvis, and they're really thankful for Elvis, because what he did is he opened the gates for white, for at the times of, of still basically segregation, the times for white people to start opening up to the concept of black music and actually a lot of black musicians started to rise to like good amounts of money and fame because of the opening up of that genre to the more mainstream audience in times of it's, it's so weird to call it like the white audience okay the people who called the shots at the time they needed they needed elvis to come in and fucking make it okay which is kind of ridiculous but he did usher it in in some way uh, Miley Cyrus's little sister, Noah Cyrus, I don't give a shit, she's 19 today, Stephen Hawking, he would have been one year older today, but he died last year, actually, David Bowie, R. Kelly, R. Kelly is 52 years old today, oh my god, I saw this video of R. Kelly once, of him playing live at a show, and it was like someone's cell phone video, they're front row, and he was singing about what he wanted the women to do to him, like, touch my legs. And he was singing, touch my legs. And, like, all the women with, like, these, you didn't see who they were. You just saw all these arms reaching out, these flabby, like, dark arms reaching out with super long fingernails, like, just grabbing his body. Touch me. And then, like, all these women were just started grabbing his dick and balls and shit like that. And he just started humping the air while they were grabbing his balls and shit. And then uh, they, like, put their panties in his mouth and shit, and, like, they were... It was fucking weird, man. It was really fucking disgusting. Like, he was just doing... The, like, he was basically, like, letting audience members sexually molest him on stage it, while he, like, improv saying what he wanted them to do to him and stuff. But it's like... That's a pretty sweet job, I guess. I don't know. Maybe I'm just hating. I'm just hating. He's 52, and chicks are grabbing his dick on stage in public, and he's like, yup, touch it. But he's also... I also read some other shit about it. He has some sort of weird sex cult thing going on, some weird abusive sex cult where he's trapping women in his houses and stuff and uh, promising that they'll, he'll make them a recording artist star and shit like that, and instead he's just, like, fucking them and telling them when they... making them ask when they can go to the bathroom and shit like that. That's why I don't think I ever want to be famous. Do you think... Do you think that when you get famous, you just start developing like, these disgusting kinks? After a while, because, like, nothing else is stimulating anymore, you need to, you need to have, like, dicks down 
your dick down someone's throat while they're uh, cutting themselves and shit like that and like pissing on little girls and shit like that is the only thing that gets you off. Then you gotta start uh, going to pizza restaurants to get little boys and shit like that, you know? Uh, I don't know. Joshua Perez. I have no idea who that is, but he's 19 today. Valkyrie. 27 years old. I don't know who that is. Ryan Destiny. Don't know who that is either. Like, uh, I don't know. I really need to get more with the times. I mean, like, how do I not know who, like, famous people are? I guess I just kind of dipped out of it because I don't really care. But I think if you're going to, like, be interested in pop culture in any way, you have to at least know who, like, Cardi B is and shit like that and, like, famous pop stars. You don't have to, like, know every one of their fucking songs and shit like that and sing all their lyrics. You have to, like, know who it is when it comes on the radio. I'm a big music buff, but I couldn't tell you shit about mainstream music. It's kind of weird. I don't know. Like, it, it, mainstream music just kind of, it always makes my brain feel like, uh, it just makes me, feel like, my neck shrink into my body and I don't want to listen to it. I don't know. Ray Mysterio Sr., 61 years old. <laughs> it's funny. His, all these, like, are, are photos of all the people and stuff. And his is just him with a mask. Oh, yeah, that guy. <clears throat> I guess he's never been unmasked. Who else? Who else is worth fucking mentioning? I don't know any of these people. Genevieve Padalecki, Orkin is it at the mark. Kevin Perry, Isabel Bedoya, Isabella Durham, Gia Giudice, Ryan Sitkowski, David Silva, 32, Jenny Sophie, 17, Emma Hastings, 22, Freddie Stroma, 31, Kylan Rambo, 22, Willem Hartnell, he died in 1975. He died in 1975. <laughs> mm, I don't know any of these motherfucking people. Oh, Shirley Bassey. She's 81. She's still alive? Goddamn. Fucking Coke. 26 years old. There's a guy named Coke. who's a soccer player. He's 26 years old. <laughs> he doesn't have a last name. He's just Coke. What the fuck? Coca? I think it's Coke. I swear to God, some of these are just like random people. Rachel Nichols. It looks like she's some random person. Oh, Twitter star, V. Miguel Gonzalez. Oh my God. Robbie Krieger, 72. Damn. Wow. That's interesting that, that you see now like on famous birthdays, like it shows underneath what they're famous for, but some are like Jenny Sophie, 17, blogger, famous. She's the number 21 most famous celebrity birthday of the of today. Just, just like, just on the tails of R. Kelly and Stephen Hawking and Elvis Presley. Elvis is number one. That's kind of cool. Okay, so this is fucking dumb. But I guess maybe what I should do beforehand is just kind of, like, handpick a few. Oh, shit! Kim Jong-un is 35 today. How did I not see that one? Like, <laughs> he's right here in the... He's number seven. <laughs> I was focusing on R. Kelly. <laughs> world leader he's not a world leader well I guess he's a world leader the North Korean leader holy shit hey you know actually one more thing I want to talk about you know what I watched last night uh, with my girlfriend uh, we fucking love it they just put it on Netflix but I guess it's on TBS in the states uh, uh, Conan without borders or something like that it's, it's Conan O'Brien traveling around the world and meeting people for like 45 minutes in each episode and it is piss your pants funny. I don't want to spoil it or tell you about 
too much about it, but I mean, like, in the episodes I've seen, he went to Cuba, he went to uh, uh, Israel, but also Palestine, and he like, gives a pretty unbiased, both sides of it, breakdown on what's going on over there and why and stuff, which is which I found amazing because no one ever talks about that. People just talk about how great Israel is and they completely don't mention Palestine and stuff, unless you're a very militant person about defending Palestine, and those people get ignored hardcore but it's it was very cool to see this it was very interesting to see that shit although i'm sure it was sugar-coated like crazy because they also had you could see when they were in palestine they had these guards all around them and shit at all times anyway um also like how dumb am i about geography i had no idea bethlehem was in palestine i had no idea i had no idea that was in israel and stuff that was where all that shit went down like this is this is how much i know about like religious history and shit <laughs> Anyway, this uh, Conan O'Brien show on TBS where he travels around the world. He was okay. So Cuba, uh, he was in North uh, North Korea. Yeah, he actually he did go to North Korea for about five minutes, just on the other side of the border. He got granted to be allowed to be sitting there on that border for like five minutes with uh, the Korean guy who's in uh, Walking Dead. He was in that episode in in South Korea with him. Apparently, Conan O'Brien has a massive amount of fans in, in, in South Korea. It's fucking hilarious. He showed up at the airport, and the entire airport was, like, a massive, completely filled with people with handmade signs and shit like that. Like, no other country he went to, he got greeted like that. Um, there was one where he was in, um, uh, he was uh, in Italy, in an episode, I think he goes to Haiti. Uh, there is one where they go to... Mexico. Mexico was a good one. They actually had the Mexican president on there, and I fucking liked that guy. If you want to know why I like that guy, you should really watch the episode where Conan O'Brien goes to Mexico, and he basically films for a week or so in Mexico and does his show in Mexico with an entirely Mexican crew and audience, and uh, I guess it got shown on television over there. He was in an actual telenovela. Like, with all the famous soap actresses and stuff, <laughs> he filmed a fake scene where he's a cheese seller. It was fucking hilarious. Um, but they, he actually interviewed the Mexican president, and the president was, like, throwing up the middle finger and saying, fuck you, Trump. We're not paying for a goddamn wall. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> like, straight up. <laughs> he said it just like that. <laughs> Shit was hilarious. He's like, immigrants fucking built your country. He's like, Los Angeles is Los Angeles because of Mexicans. <laughs> what the fuck is your problem? Like, he, he has, he's like, Trump is a fucking racist and shit. Like, he should go fuck himself. Fuck you, we're not paying for the wall. He was very vulgar. And, and everyone was cheering him on because it was an all-Mexican audience. And they were all like, hey, 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 shooting guns into the air. <laughs> shit, after he said that shit. It was amazing. It was really cool to see. It was really amazing. I like that. So basically, for the first time, I'm still skeptical, but for the first time, I found a political leader that I like, and that is the president of Mexico right now. I forget his name. Maybe I never knew it in the first place. It's something, Mick something something, without the Mick, because he's not Irish, he's Mexican, but he looks like a white guy. It's really strange. He looks like, he looks like a, he looked, he doesn't look like a Mexican guy, but when he speaks, then you're like, oh wait, yeah, 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 yeah. But what's interesting about that guy is he used to be the CEO of Coca-Cola in Mexico, and then he became the president of Mexico afterwards, which is kind of weird. So it's a, in, in some ways, he's a lot like Trump. He went from being like a CEO of a very large company in private sector to going to public sector and becoming the president. But I guess he's doing it in some way better. But I mean, I, it's not like Mexico is a thriving, wonderful nation or anything like that. It's a great place to go. 
That's another thing. Like, that that show really gave me like travel lust. Like I really want to go somewhere now. Like I want to go to Egypt or some shit. Uh, my girlfriend and I were looking at flight packages for that shit, and it was like, I don't know, like three hundred euros, uh, all inclusive round trip, fucking hotel, food, everything, and uh, you get to go to Egypt. What the fuck? That sounds awesome. So we might be doing that. Might do some podcasts from Egypt. It would be a lot of fun. Anyway, I might start up a food blog. And when I do, I'll let you guys know. I might start up like a, a podcast that's just about cooking or about going to eat at places and stuff. Maybe do that thing more like a video podcast or something. I don't know. Or, or like kind of a cooking serial, cooking uh, series type thing. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, thank you for listening. I'll hear from you guys. Hopefully someone send me another email. That would be fucking great. Uh, I got a couple emails from you guys and I'm going to start reading them out. Uh, I got a couple questions. So the next time, uh, we get, uh, Lini in here, we're going to answer some questions for you guys. It would be fucking great if you guys could send us more messages. We are on Instagram at, uh, successful comedy podcast on Instagram. Please drop us a message. If you are an anchor.fm listener, please drop us a voice message or just a regular message. Ask us any questions you want about anything ever relationship questions i would love to answer relationship advice questions um uh medical questions i will dr steve will give you his best uh diagnosis uh you know anything i'm very knowledgeable about animals uh about uh dogs and lizards specifically i will answer any questions about animal husbandry with dogs or lizards if you like i think it would be really fucking stupid but Let's do it anyway. I don't know. I'll try and make it funny. I'm just looking for more ways to interact with you guys, and I think it would be really great if I can get some emails in or just drop some messages. Let me know how we doing. What can we do? What would you like to hear us do? If you have any, if, And that's another thing. Please send us content. We're always looking for new funny shit to see and laugh about, and if it's funny, we'll definitely talk about it. So please, get in contact with us. Successful Comedy Podcast at Instagram. Thank you for listening. See ya. Sun must be the man from Mars. The alien, no, not the one who makes those candy bars. My baby, she done left me, and I could not tell you why. Unless, of course, she thought that it was time to say goodbye. I hope it won't be long until I figure out my fate. Should I stay or should I go? I just can't seem to get it straight. Where am I from? Where should I be? My purpose in this life is still a mystery to me. Why am I here? I should don't know. If I knew where I was meant to be, that's right where I would go. There's got to be some reason. Got to be some rhyme. Some purpose and some meaning for this crazy life of mine. Yeah.
Right where I would be.